What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Hope you guys are doing good on this snow day. Yeah. We are down in our undisclosed bomb shelter with our wolf dogs and narcotics <laughs> called 3D Energy Drinks. That's Not right, sponsored. Man. Had a good snowstorm today. It was good to hang out in the house and get some stuff done in there. For some reason, I can't share it. No. Did I let you share? Uh, yeah. We should right. be good, bro. For some reason, it's not letting me share. I'll try to I'll try to share here in a little while. Cool. Happy Monday, guys. Great great topic. And uh, if you hear me talking about sharing, I'm trying to share, obviously, our, our live feed from... Um, we're live on YouTube, uh, Facebook Live. This goes to iTunes, Spotify. So if you guys guys enjoy the content and you want to listen sometime uh sometime other time you guys can always go to itunes spotify it's a day one dollar zero podcast however <clears throat> we are updating some of our stuff and working through a couple of different things and that's actually you know it kind of goes with today's topic creating mm -hmm. content um fat has so fat's the guy that helps us produce this and i'm sure you guys are aware of him we talk about him a lot and um he's also got some other projects you know, he freelances and does some other stuff and he's in his twenties and wants to travel and do that. So, which is awesome. I did it myself mm -hmm. in a different theater, the Marine Corps, right, right. Uh, maybe a little bit more exciting, but more dangerous, I guess you could say, but neither here nor there. Um, we want him to do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, well, shit, we have a podcast twice a week. What are we going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. So part of creating content and, and being an entrepreneur is improvising, adapting, and overcoming. Very, very much like how we approached, you know, when Marines were preparing for battle. It's just an unknown battlefield, and there is no excuse as far as performing and winning. Okay, like you've got to improvise, adapt, and overcome, and that's something that we're doing here. So, Eli and I now run the podcast for the most part ourselves, and by we, I mean I run my fat mouth, and <laughs> Eli's on the back end uh, doing the actual brains of the work and doing all that um, because we've had to adapt to, you know, just fat want to do some other stuff, and of course he can be here. Um, you know, like when he's in town and he loves being here and everything is on a great note. Um, so just in case there's some drama or something silly that would pop out, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be, but nope, everything's all good. Um, he's just doing other stuff and the podcast still has to continue. So what do you do? You adapt, man, and you, and you learn how to create and the benefit to that. And we're going to get into creating content today. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I'm a little long winded on this is the benefit of that is whether it's yourself or you and a business partner, it's great when you don't necessarily have to rely on so many other variables in order to get your stuff done because now you're susceptible to people not producing, people growing in their own career, but you're just, you lay victim to other people having different priorities versus if you can understand how to produce your own content, create your own content, the variables that are involved, super less, yeah. and now yeah. you control your yeah. own outcome. And it's just part of mastering your craft, man. And, uh, and what's nice about that is just like anything, dude, if you're not, you know, if you don't have a basic level of understanding as far as what it is that you're trying to do and how to put out a good product, you're not going to be able to instruct someone else on how to do that or know what a good product looks like or not. Uh, and frankly, man, I mean, the stuff just isn't this that hard to figure out. You get on YouTube, you learn about podcasts, you learn about, you know, your soundboards and how to record all this shit. You learn about video. I mean, there's instructions, instructionals on how to do everything. I don't understand when people just kind of chalk it up like, ah, you know, Hey, I just don't know how to do that. Right. Therefore I'm not going to do a podcast. I'm not going to do video because I don't have time to do it on my own. And they just don't care to learn about it. Here's the thing, guys, you have to learn, but going forward, 
What yeah. are some of our bullet points, man, that we're talking about today as far as creating content for people out there? Yeah, so we're going to kind of go over those, man, and, and um, do the best we can with them as far as, you know, obviously speaking to our scope. But um, as far as, like, creating content, one of the biggest ones, you know, I, I think for, for us and for, for a lot of people, and we're not the only ones to say this, um, documenting. Mm. Right. So a lot of times, and you guys have heard this from your Gary Vaynerchuk's and a lot of people, I think a lot of people have spoken to this, at least mm. from our, from what we've, we've observed. So it might sound cliche at this point. It doesn't make it bad advice though, just because it's cliche. Now my analogy for that, right, is when a great song comes out and you love it mm-hmm. and then the radio plays it 30 times a day mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, now you're just yeah, over yeah. that song. The song isn't bad. It hasn't changed at all. You're just worn out and you don't want to hear it. and It's played out. Yep. Well, there's a lot of things in business that we're starting to figure out that sound cliche. First and foremost, it's deeper than that statement. Yeah. If you actually have your own experience, when someone says, hey, document, that goes a lot deeper than you realize. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like, yeah, it can sound a little cliche or a little watered down because you hear it a lot, but it doesn't devalue that it's true. Right, right. You're just hearing it from a lot of people. And a lot of times, you know, who you hear it from matters. So again, it's cliche. It might be watered down. A lot of people well, speak to it, but I, documenting yeah, is super important. Yeah, One, so documenting, you've got to kind of stay in your lane. Okay. Like you can't speak outside of your experience and outside of like maybe what you know, that's where you become super vulnerable, right? You start running your mouth about things that you don't know, or you, which means now you're regurgitating what an article mm-hmm. you're regurgitating what someone else said. Not good. You can take what someone says and then you can apply it to you and you can speak to how that speaks to your perspective. Mm-hmm. But that's it. You you really have to be careful going outside of your scope and speaking to things that, that are not within your experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, then what do I create, Will? Mm-hmm. Well, what's my story? Well, you don't necessarily have to create something special. You don't need a movie trailer. You just need to document you know, who you are, what you're all about, and then just daily tasks. You know, yeah. I think for you and I, so an example, right? Like I'm big on examples, especially when people run their mouth. So, okay, here I am running my mouth. What's your example, tough guy? <clears throat> well, my example is our Friday videos, right? Like we we were on our cell phones and we try to still do it. We we suck at holding ourselves accountable to it, but yeah, we try. We'll, we'll forget this once in a while, yeah. Yep. Um, but we did our Friday videos and it was, hey man, we are two young professionals mm-hmm. running a business together along with both having kids at the same time and just tackling life. So it wasn't even real estate specific. We did have real estate topics in there. We did, you know, but we speak to fitness. We speak to being dads. We speak to real estate. And then we would speak to how does all that kind of coincide together? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how does being good at this make me good at this? And how does being good at this, like how does being a good dad make me patient? Well, yep. I'll tell you, if you can be super patient with a seven-year-old and their antics and explaining something 20 different times until they understand it and then supervising them, you're going to be really good at explaining a real estate process to someone who's an adult, however, has either never done a real estate process or the last time they did it was 20 years ago. Guess yeah. what? You're going to say things 20 times and they're not retarded. Yeah. And no, they're not a kid. I'm not, I'm not saying they're adolescent. I am saying they correlate. You're mm-hmm. in an environment, whether it's a child or an adult, you got to articulate stuff. Yep. Yeah, you got to say the same thing 20 different ways to get them to understand it. And you have to be patient and you have to be understanding. You have to shoulder their stress. There's a lot that correlates. So you and I literally were like, man, like we're running this business together. We're both literally having babies at the same time. Yeah. They were exactly six months apart yep. to the day on the 19th. Yep. Uh, also, you know, being friends. And it was like, man, there's just so much here. Let's just talk about it. But we never went outside of our scope. So my example was 
Eli and I took our business life and our personal life and our friendship and, and growing into young men and that perspective. And if, is it even okay to be a young man anymore? You know, and, and our perspective with that and, and then our, our history and fitness and how we apply fitness to all of this. And every week we would just create a topic and just speak to it. Mm-hmm. And it took off, man. And it gave, so how does that apply to business? Well, let us talk business when we were talking business, mm-hmm. but just allowing people to hear your thoughts and articulate thought, they can get a good perspective on you. Yeah. Whether you're talking about being a dad or being a realtor, they can get a good perspective on you. And people tend to do business with folks that they like. Yes. And the more opportunity you have of showing people who you are and what you're all about, if they enjoy you and they feel like you're respectable, they don't need to hear your real estate deal. They feel like you're going to be putting your best foot forward mm-hmm. and that you're trustworthy mm-hmm. and they get that good vibe. They end up doing business from you. So that was your and I's version of, of just documenting what yeah. we're all about, yeah. what we're doing, man. Well, and wh- why I like the whole document concept, man, is because it takes the pressure off the, the feeling that a lot of people get when that comes to creating content. A lot of people, they're going to have just pressure and feel, oh, I'm not that creative or I don't have that much to say or this or this. Here's the thing. You live a day every 24 hours, right? And just having the mindset of documenting versus creating takes that pressure off of having to come up with something uh, just fancy to put online and just document your shit, man. That's mm-hmm. that's my favorite part of that. You just document what you're going through every day. Right. And you kind of just have to take that perspective of yourself off. Okay. So maybe you don't think you're interesting. Okay. But maybe, mm-hmm. well, like whatever your career is, right? Like, um, I don't know, whatever it is. Someone out there thinks it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like you do it every day. So maybe it's not, maybe it's like, it's redundant or whatever mm-hmm. maybe, but someone might watch what you do and like, like for like documentaries, they're not, they're not entertaining. Like they're just interesting. Yeah. You're like, uh-huh. Oh wow. Fun fact. Or uh-huh. maybe just like when you're talking about being a dad or you're talking about how you carry yourself or what you're doing in business, maybe someone just, you're not telling them anything new. Maybe you're just solidifying that there's other good dudes out there. Like maybe mm-hmm. a guy doesn't have a lot of guy friends. You know, and he's trying to be the best dad he can and what he is around just isn't isn't the best. Right. So maybe he's just out there and he's watching stuff and he, and he sees your page and and you know, your kids go to the same school or whatever you're whatever for whatever for whatever reason you're on the same, you know, you have mutual friends or but you're friends on Facebook. Right. And you know, you have an opinion about something or or you're just documenting what you're doing as a dad and how you handle something, you know it might just solidify like, okay, like, man, I am doing the right thing. Like every, you know, every other guy that's a dad that I know is doing this and I just don't feel that's right. And, Mm. but then you do something and it's like, oh, okay. Like I'm not alone in this. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I believe the same thing. I don't want my kids on social media. Every other dad around me allows it, but I don't want to, but I feel weird because I don't have any, like anything to like go off over to like validate what I'm doing and not that we need other people's validation, but kind of like you tend to doubt yourself when you're like that lone wolf. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's just that, or maybe it's you starting a new business mm-hmm. and there's guys out there, or girls out there that want to start something and you're just shedding light on how you're taking, you know, taking it step by step. You never know the type of value that you're going to bring to someone by just documenting your day. Like even if a mom has a bad day, right? Well, dads have bad days too. So a mom or a dad, whoever you have a bad day. And maybe you make you do you you do something funny online. Yeah, like you make a video, and you're showing the house because the dogs ran mud all through the kitchen and it it's spilt the wrecked. soup. Yeah, and like you funny, but then you made your cleanup like a workout. I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. shooting from the hip here, but someone's gonna see how you took a terrible day, and you made it a positive. Yeah, maybe that's all that. Maybe that like 
They don't need to know how to make your soup. They don't yeah. need nothing. Maybe they, they've had a day like you've had. Maybe it was just, oh, cool, man. Like, I like how she put a twist. And you know what? She just sucked it up and had a positive day. And like, oh, I could do that. And then mm-hmm. now, maybe it's two weeks, three weeks later, that person has a bad day. But they remember your video. And then they try to just put, put a positive spin on it and just make it the best that they can. Right? Yep. Like, you just never know what unfolds unless you're doing it now with that being said when we talk about documenting in order for you to say hey i'm documenting in my opinion where we've seen results um and where we've seen impact is keeping it consistent right like Mm -hmm. we did that for over a year Mm -hmm. every single friday sometimes Mm -hmm. even more but we did that for a significant amount of time in order for us to actually see some great results from it man like we started a networking group from it right Mm -hmm within business. So for those of you guys that don't know, something that brewed from that within the lending and the real estate world, obviously Eli and I are brokers. Um, So within that world, every time we would talk about health and fitness, we had an extraordinary reaction to it. You know, everyday folks that are not in our world, but you know, in addition, folks that are lenders and realtors also reached out. And because we have a, you know, we have a similar career and we can kind of speak to it. We created a networking group called FitWorks, as in being fit works mentally, physically, emotionally, and we started it from the physical side and and just took people through a year-long networking group that started super basic, like what's a calorie? We're talking that basic, and we took them through the consistency of an entire year to just mentor them. It was a free networking course that we did. We met with them once a week, Mm -hmm. and it was a super high standard, super high attrition. If if you couldn't hack Mm -hmm. it, you were out, and it it was hacking it as far as your commitment to the to that course, not to me, not yep. to you, but to the course yep. and to, to your peers, but it brewed that. And I guess we should talk about that too. It's like just feeling momentum mm-hmm. and feeling where mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. feeling where, where your content takes you. But mm-hmm. we then did that networking group for an entire year, which led us to our online real estate training mm-hmm. that we're going to get involved with in 2020 and really scale nationally. Right. So being consistent is huge. And I know I'm being long winded here, but obviously you can speak, you can speak your opinion to these points, but man, it's, you can't do something once or twice. You can't go to the gym once or twice. You can't That's do a everything. bad diet once. You can't anything once or twice. And I'm really loving a year because yeah. not only is a year enough time, but there's going to be incremental adjustments. So for me, I don't like giving up, but I do expect things to not work and mm-hmm. I have to be flexible and make adjustments. And then I have, once I make an adjustment, it's like that clock just started over. Right. It's like you you know, doing some fad diet and you realize it doesn't work. And then, you you know, you, you figure out what you should be doing and then, okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. Well, you're no longer six weeks into your diet because six weeks was research that showed you didn't work. So now that you're going to do the diet the right way, you're back at day one. So when you're, when you're marketing or you're building your own content and you're documenting and something's not working or there's a vibe chain, whatever it is, and you make an adjustment, you're now back at day one. So the reason why I do like at least a year is it allows enough time to start something get enough traction to see what's working, what's not working. How can we make an improvement, mm-hmm. make the improvement and then still have enough time to see where those improvements yeah, take yeah, you. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. And as far as uh, consistency, man, um, what do you, what do you like as far as do you have a system that you follow as far as post per day, post per week, no. anything like that? Oh man. Is that like a trick question? Anyway? <laughs> do you make your bed every day? Fuck. No, no. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I do like framework. Okay. Uh. So I do like, Hey, we're going to make a video once a week because there, you know, you're going to forget if you don't, there are some guidelines you got to set yourself up for, Mm. but I am big on like, if I'm not in the mood to make a post or if there's nothing that's coming to mind, like I love 
I don't I don't call my stuff motivational. Mm-hmm. I call it matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I guess if I had to call it anything, that's a good word for it. But if like if today, oh it's Monday, what's your Monday post? Like if if I feel like posting something that I think mm-hmm. is valuable, I post it. And if I if I feel myself fishing and searching for something, I don't post. Man, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy that's just posting content for the sake of posting content because yeah. I'm going to I'm going to drown myself. I'm going to waterboard myself mm-hmm. and water myself down. I don't like that. However, that's a slippery slope to like never feeling like it. Cause at some point, whether you feel like it or not, you got to produce a product. Yeah. So I did like that once a week Friday video. Uh, and obviously guys, we're talking about your content. We're not talking about whether you want to wake up and go to work or not, whether I was posting on social media or not, and whether I felt like it or not, I was waking up, going to work every day. Yeah. We were grinding every day, mm-hmm. whether it ended up on social media or not. No, that's, that's debatable, but that's where it's slippery because it's an option because it, you know, social media doesn't control us because it's not our boss because you could go six months without posting and Facebook does not call you mandating you to post something, mm-hmm. right? Like it can go to the wayside. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you have to be careful. So I, I did like that once a week video. However, the contingent to that was that once a week video kept things top of mind, which kept reminding me about just certain fundamentals mm-hmm. and just where I saw a shift and it allowed me to mm-hmm. just think better. So throughout the week, I was naturally posting the, more. Yeah. Yeah. Because of my consistent once a week video, it was it was all the bleed out from that mm-hmm. that bled into my week of like thinking about what we're going to post on fr- like what we're going to talk about on Friday or after that Friday, just thinking about over the weekend what that video meant to me. Like it kept things top of mind. So it kept brewing thoughts that I wanted to post. So that once a week framework bled into consistency because it kept it top of mind. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for consistency, man, like obviously that's number one and uh, two things with that, like just make sure that whatever your system is, if it's like Will's where, you know, there's a set once a week thing and then other things kind of bleed off from that. And then obviously we have our podcast and there's other layers that naturally happen. Just make sure that you have a system that you're going to follow. Uh, if you're the type of person that you would just forget if you didn't have like set days that you post on and you're like, nope, I'm good for content. I just need to post it on these three days. Sure. Go ahead. Whatever you're going to do. Uh, but then also understand like, things do come in layers. So like for us, we started with that once a week video. We didn't decide, okay, we're gonna do a podcast twice a week. We're gonna do a video once a week. (laughs) And then we're gonna do a real estate video. It's not like that guys. Like that's a real easy way to burn yourself out and, and end up doing it for a few weeks and then stopping. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, burning yourself out and just understanding, like if you and I tried to do that in the beginning, we didn't have enough material. Okay, that's right? our third I mean, point, right? We just didn't have enough to say, and I'm big on this because of the Marine Corps, right? And because of some things I've gone through, like you got to earn your keep. Yeah. Matter of fact, when you started talking to me about a podcast, I wasn't sold. Yep. You're yep. like, hey man, these things are pop. Well, let me wait, let me rephrase it. <laughs> hey man, these things are popping off, man. <laughs> that's, that's Eli. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, Eli felt it. And I've always kind of talked about this, man, about you being more of the entrepreneur than I am. Like I'm a, I'm a super crafty, you give me a sponge, I'm going to squeeze every ounce of water out mm-hmm. of it, right? Like if I'm within a scope, I've got systems on systems on systems and thought processes and angles and, and, and plans of action and yep. approaches to just get super creative with whatever we're going to do, right? You've always been a, you know, a little bit different minded where you're just more naturally the entrepreneur of like feeling when maybe we should be doing something else or adding something to the plates. So you felt, you know, the podcast thing and you know, it's been a big thing. And 
It's huge. It's it's not huge compared to what it will be in these next ten years. Yeah. But podcasting is getting there, and you felt the timing. You you wanted it, you know. But even for myself, I was like, man, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got invited to a podcast to be on a podcast. We said, hey, instead of just doing it at the computer, we want to come see. We came see him. We met the guy. We got to have some conversations with him. And I love that because I want to get the nitty gritty, man. I want to yeah. get, I don't just want to be on your podcast. I want to be able to sit down and have dinner and chat and kind of bro up and like, hey, man, what are you all about? What yeah. is this podcast thing all about? And I want to get to know the people that are successful at it. Here's why that was valuable. If I'd have just been on his computer, it'd have started, it'd have finished, cool, no big deal. I would have had no perspective. I need my reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. I need to sneak into that town mm-hmm. and watch you for weeks. <laughs> Weeks before I murder you, right? I need it. So going and meeting that guy, or start a podcast, murder, or, yeah, yeah. or start a podcast. I appreciate yeah. you clarifying. For, <laughs> Either one works. For those of you that don't, ah, blah, yeah. will yet. We're just, we're just kidding. Um, so it was fun to be on the podcast. We could have done it remote, hundred percent. Here's what I gained from that. I met him. I ask him questions. He speaks to me. I get to know him better, right? And the more and more we do that, the more and more I go. Hey, man, he's got a super successful podcast, but he is not blowing my socks off as far as like being some incredible human being. Like he's not winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Right. right? Like I'm not sitting at a table with someone. I feel, dude. Right. I'm not sitting at a table with someone I feel is like just un- unobtainable in the amount of material he had. I go, man, I think we got more. So, again, not, now this is not gloating. This is not like he's a super awesome guy. Mm-hmm. and He's been super consistent, but it did show me, hey. If that guy's doing it and he's successful and I feel like we've got this much material and we're this prepared and it gave me perspective on at his level, he's doing it. Well, I could do that. We could do that. Mm-hmm. It gave me perspective on like, hey, no, we are up there. There, there. there are some things we were prepared with to get this ball rolling. Absolutely. And we did. And now we, I feel like we arguably have the, one of the better quality podcasters is as far as what we speak to and then just how we approach our bomb shelter and <laughs> setting this thing up undisclosed locations. You'll never know about. You can just see the bomb shelter behind me. Um, but no man, again, and this also helps your confidence. So this is a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and it comes from confidence, but having a chip on your shoulder and being confident, people think that that can be arrogant. It can be where it gets arrogant for, in my opinion, not to get off topic here. It comes from inexperience. If your chip on your shoulder, your confidence comes off arrogant. I think you're faking it. Mm. But if you're prepared and you've been working day in and day out and you see your competition and you go, all right, like if, like if I'm trying out for a college football team and I see the other three running backs or the other three quarterbacks that are trying out and now I get to compare them to myself and I get to see them work, I get to see them play, and I go, oh, those guys aren't making throws that I can't make. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we're pretty evenly matched. Now it's just about knowing the playbook and just be, and just calling better shots. Mm-hmm. But you have perspective when you get to see those guys play, correct? Yeah. Not just their highlight film. Yeah. So being able to meet that guy and speak to him and get his opinion and get to know him, it just gave me some perspective on where he's at and what he's doing. And, he, and rest assured, if he was so far beyond us, I would, I would be able to tell myself, man, we're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. more importantly for me when we did that podcast was – the perspective behind the people doing it versus just being on his podcast. Mm-hmm. That's where, mm-hmm. that's where I'll take things, you know, a, a one more layer deep. So yeah. not to get off topic, yeah. but again, if you're, it's okay to have a chip on your shoulder, man. It's okay to be confident. If you're an entrepreneur and you're the tip of the spear and you're out there doing all this stuff, you got to have a chip on your shoulder. Cause if you're going to listen to every naysayer 
or be so vulnerable to other people's opinions, man, you're not going to get anywhere. You're no, not going to get man. fucking anywhere. Oh, no, and that's, you, you can't be swayed. You can't be pushed, man. And he, here's where uh, that's really, really, really going to hurt you. And this was, this was me for years, man, when I was creating content. When you're concerned about that, when you're concerned about ruffling feathers or irritating some people, your content comes off middle of the road. It comes off generic. It ends up not pissing anybody off, but not necessarily resonating with anyone either. And you just end up sounding and looking like every other single person on social media that people aren't listening to. No one remembers you, man. Like you can't have a product, you know, that's middle of the road. They have those commercials. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what brand is doing it, yeah. but they have this like commercial where like you walk in, it's like a realtor and then like it's a different one the next time. And they're belligerently giving you like average service. <laughs> And it's, you know, it talks about that, but it's true. Like, you know, you're in a, you're just going to be a product that nobody remembers. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm saying there's a flip side to that too, right? Like you can't just go be extreme for the sake of being extreme. So mm -hmm. you can be a product. No, mm -hmm. but even if you're like, a, even if you think like, I'm just a middle of the road kind of dude, that's fine. But you can still take a stance on good work. Mm -hmm. You can take a stance on products that you like. You can take a stance on what you believe in as far as adulting or parenting or quality of work that you bring customers and there's a niche within everything right like it doesn't matter what your job is there's a niche there's a girl in real estate i don't know her personally i think she's in new york she was a new realtor sucking mm -hmm. she was doing everything open houses and cool marketing and all and just couldn't get a client so she started marketing on instagram Every single day, she did not get a client. Like, she would go to an open house, and she would ball uh, out and do funny. a great job. I'm like, yep. Still, no one wants to work with me. Right? And she awesome. got so popular doing it, she built an entire book of business because she was still being professional and doing a great job, but just shedding light on how hard it is to actually obtain clients, man. Yeah. And she kind of just was like, she, and here's where I love that. She wasn't faking the funk, taking photos by an airplane, mm -hmm. taking photos in front of someone else's listing, putting someone else's listing on her Facebook with some gray area. Call me for questions. Be like it's yours, but it's not. But because yep. you're a realtor, yes, you can call the other realtor and get answers and you can look at the MLS like yep. smoke and mirrors, yep. right? Like yep. in entrepreneurship, especially in like the real estate world, there's all these smoke and mirrors of people dressing a certain way, acting a certain way. Like they're just balling out of control. And they're full of shit. Yeah, a lot of them are. Dude, fat, are. fat asked us, hey, man, can you look this guy up? Not going to say any names or anything stupid, right? Not stupid, but just I, I don't want to shit on anybody. He's like, hey, can you look somebody up? Like, he's just, he acts a certain way. Yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, cool, man. I'm expecting. Like, he's been around a couple of years. Probably has a couple. He's acting out. Zero. <laughs> he had done zero, uh, yeah. but he's out there throwing his parents' money around and acting a certain way. And like, this whole fake it till you make it, it's wrong. Social media, people's intuition. We don't give enough credit to humans, okay? Yeah. Like, for example, I don't necessarily need to know what we're talking about to know you're full of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily need to know about mechanic stuff on my car. I go get my car fixed. And you start rambling a certain way or over-explaining or saying something, something. Like, I don't necessarily know how to fix a car. But I'm kind of like, man, like, my intuition is telling me, this guy's upselling me, dude. Yeah. This, I don't trust him. I'm getting I'm getting a weird vibe from this guy. Nope, I'm out. We don't give enough credit to how smart humans and mm -hmm. in, in our intuition actually is, man. And especially in real estate. So and the fake it till you make it, what are you doing? Like, what are you faking? You can't go talk like this. Mm -mm. You can't get your ass on a podcast. Mm -mm. You you can't go 
actually create or document what's like your own product as far as your opinions you're going to regurgitate like for example we see this a lot yeah that title lady she's awesome she did a market update take notes on it regurgitate what she says make your own video mm -hmm. that's a super common thing in real estate you take mm -hmm. someone else's market update and then you just you just go talk about it versus me i'll just share someone's market update mm -hmm. i would much rather be the guy who knows everyone hey i'm a broker that means i bring people together to solve a problem if she if her entire soul being as is addressing like knowing a market update and knowing what market is and this and that like i'm not going to try to steal her job if she did a great job i'm going to post it right yeah. however i also know market updates are only so accurate because it's it's got to go specific down to a neighborhood down to a house and the condition and not only the condition of the house the seller circumstances right mm -hmm. like there's so much that goes into play i know a market update only holds so much water no matter how accurate no matter how prepared you think you are it only goes so far so i know as a broker i'm not going to try to steal your job I should be better at everything else that comes after that mm -hmm. market update when it applies to a customer. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be the expert at this. Like, and don't get me wrong. I know market. Yep. Yep. But I also know where my job yeah. goes into it. Right. So that just bothers me, man, the smoke in the mirrors and the faking it till you make it. And, and you know, so what I loved about hearing that story, matter of fact, Gary V was the one that talked about it. What I loved hearing about that was she just took her honest circumstances and documented like no matter how good I'm doing and hey, I'm dressing and I'm feeling good and I'm approaching my job as a professional and I still don't have a client. And even though she was marketing that, you think no one would work with her, but they saw her professional work. They saw her articulate. Uh -huh. They saw her clothes. They, they, they saw her be a, be a professional. And then dude, over time, her shit just got put on the map. Yeah. And again, people appreciate, I think, the honesty. And I think that's a better approach in documenting than putting on your fucking tie or having yeah. two cell phones well, in your fucking hand. Like, here's, here's, what, here. here's what that doesn't do. That doesn't build supporters. That doesn't build people that want to see you succeed. That builds people that just scroll right past your picture and think either you're full of shit or just they don't care because, okay, cool, another fancy car on Instagram and they scroll right by. You're not building any sort of following or tribe like they'll call it. You know, that girl, dude, she's building a team that roots for the underdog, man, and they're all rooting for her. And, hey... I, I bet you anything, man, people in Oregon watching her content, if they happen to have a friend in New York who was looking to buy or sell, they'd probably be like, hey, at least check this girl out. Yeah. Like, she's hilarious. And, and they want, you build people that want to see you succeed, man, when you're authentic with people. 100%. And here, but here's the deal, too, right? Like, even though she was shedding light on not having a client yet, right? What was super, from what I took of the podcast I was listening to when they were talking about her, one of the hooks there was she was professional. Yeah. She articulated well. Like she was a super awesome chick that just didn't have a client. Yet. Mm -hmm. She wasn't like out there fucking off, acting like a jackass and then making fun of herself for not having a client. It's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. She was approaching it extremely serious, like a professional, but also just shedding light that, man, it's harder. It's harder mm -hmm. than I thought. And like, mm -hmm. I don't have a client yet, but because she was taking herself serious, yeah. not too serious, still getting a laugh at herself and being lighthearted, but because she took her job and her craft serious and she was prepared, once people caught on to that and it blew up, it blew up because they could still fall back on her being professional and trusting her job, right, man. Right, right, And I think that's big, you know, and this is just where you have to understand, like, faking it till you make it. Okay, cool. Because we all got social media. So if I come out, like, if I had come out on social media pretending to be a know-it-all in real estate and like standing in front of million dollar houses and some bullshit every single person on my social media knows i'm full of shit it doesn't happen overnight now they might not say that to me 
They might say, yeah, cool, bro. Look great, bro. Like that toxic positivity we mm -hmm. talk about, those supporters oh, yeah. that just oh, yeah. support you but oh, aren't yeah. buying a fucking thing from you. Um, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the fake it till you make it. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of integrity behind it. And you're doing yourself a disservice to just documenting starting from the ground up because one day when you are a big deal, you'll be able to reflect back on that and show how important it was to start from the ground up. And it's valuable. And you're doing yourself a disjustice in not learning. When you try to be a know-it-all and you're trying to be at that level or whatever it may be, it's all good until like, oh shit, I actually landed a client. Faking the funk, I actually landed a client and now I have to know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. and you don't have a clue. You're going to look like an asshole and then whatever agent or whatever you're doing that's on the other side of that is going to make you feel like an asshole and you have no clue what you're doing. Yeah. And look, like you just weren't being fair to yourself. Understand, like it's okay to learn. It's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to go through a process. And I think people respect it when you do, mm -hmm. right? And I had a pretty good size following from, from the fitness stuff mm -hmm. and the law enforcement stuff. I had a ton of support, but everyone knew I was new. But you and I were talking about that the other day, and you said, hey, man, you've always had a good word. Like whether you, mm -hmm. whether everyone likes you or not or loves you or not, who knows? However, everyone knows like if you're going to do something, you're just going to be good at it, and they, yeah. and they respect that whatever you do, it's going to be a good when, job. When you yourself, when you're just a legit person mm -hmm. and the things that you put your hands into are just good quality things and you're not bouncing around from this to this to this whatever you do put your word on and your stamp on man people are like all right i know will's legit this shit's legit even if he's new he's going to be really good at this yeah and there was some proof to that but dude i didn't i didn't get a deal from my sphere per se like friends and family and like people that knew me on social media for like seven months a lot of my deals came from outbound yep People at the gym, people at the coffee shop, people at my daughter's school, people that knew me, yeah. but didn't necessarily know what I did. So when I started having more direct conversations and they found out what I did, they didn't necessarily know I was new. Yeah. So they allowed me to work with them. So I think there's validity yeah. in just allowing that process to grow, man. And, and just being that raw entrepreneur, I've got another point mm -hmm. maybe we can finish off with, but like. Well, this, so to summarize what we were just yep. talking about here, because I'm going to do a rundown at the end here. Uh, have good material and content, guys. Don't be full of shit. Like, like Will said, like, you know, whatever you're speaking to, make sure you know what you're talking about. If it's market update and you don't know market update, share somebody else's valuable information. You're still bringing value. Uh, you're still bringing value to your followers, but that that's key guys. And being authentic, just be who you are. Cause that's what we need people to fall in love with. Right. Yeah. Not this fake person that you can't keep up that that'd be exhausting man trying to keep up the charade of doing deals and wearing your freaking suit i couldn't come up with enough fake shit to do every single no. day to keep people believing and i'm glad you say suit right like if a suit like we've got friends that are in real estate that love that look if that's you yeah man wear the Rock suit it. if it's not don't but documenting is so important to your integrity especially like if you're an entrepreneur you're in sales People will forgive when you're new. People will, you know, like they want to work with people they like and they want to work with people that they can trust. So even yeah. if you are not new or whatever, maybe like, what's his name? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Jordan. It's a, it's a yeah. hilarious movie. And I like it for the movie. However, he's out there now trying to sell his like sales courses and his sales course. Yeah. And he's like, all these other courses are going to say all this and all that and all this. You need a course. I was like, oh. All these other courses are bullshit, which is why you need my bullshit course. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh -huh. like, come on, man. And hey, your movie was funny, but you were one of the biggest liars and deceivers and, and addicts there was. I love your character in a movie. I laugh my ass off. I'm not yeah. buying your product. Like, uh -huh. I feel like 
dude, you made your money on your on that movie. Like you went to jail, you went to prison or whatever. Someone like bought your story, made a movie out of it. You made a gazillion dollars. That, cool. Hey, dude, your time in sales as that name, you better change your name. Yeah. Jordan. Dude. Hey, because in my opinion, hey, dude, it was a hilarious movie and you made your money on it. I'm not buying your course. And it's not because I think something's illegal in your course. I know you're a fucking gimmick. So what do I think your course is going to be? A gimmick. You're just going to say, hey, I know. Oh, I know the truth. Then it's, It fucking reminds me of religion. Don't even get me started, right? Like <laughs> you got all these religions and then you got the one religion that says, all those other religions are making you this. Come here, wear your bedazzled jeans. I'm going to wear an electric guitar. And we're, right? And we're non-denominational. What? Uh, it's like hungry, hungry hippos, dude. Everyone's just trying to grab those marbles in the middle. Yeah. Okay? And like when you run out of types of hippos, what what marbles are left? They Do don't want something else. So yeah. these marbles left don't like A, B, or C. So you're going to be the spiky hair rascal yeah. flat looking religion that lets you come in bedazzled jeans and, and eat a bagel during church <laughs> like, oh man this is so cool it's so neutral they don't judge me no man it's like a hey here's how to be a good person why is that a religion holy shit don't get me started i mean fuck man if anything fuck, if man. anything's gonna be a religion it should just be be a good person religion well and here's my deal on religion since i missed you know i stupidly brought it up my only opinion on on anything is if it makes you a better person great yeah. However, no, I don't like when people prey on people to our, our want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. It's there. And when people prey on it, I don't like it. So again, back into the sales thing, oh, all these other courses are going to say this. So buy my bullshit does, doesn't say that. It says that. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. And you're a gimmick. I, so, man, just being honest and having integrity behind what you do, it's super important. Like your word is everything, no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And again, don't do yourself a disservice. It's okay to be new. It's okay to learn, right? Like allow yourself Definitely to have okay. that process. And, and then if you want to document what you're learning mm -hmm. and what you're going through, through a process over time, like maybe not right away, but your book of business will be so much better because everyone saw you do it right. And then when you are at that level where you're super knowledgeable, people trust it and respect it. So yeah. maybe your first year, you don't pop off as quickly as you wanted, but the next 25 years of your business and because you did it honestly, mm -hmm. dividends. Yeah, man. yeah. Big time. Let's, uh, let's dive into quality, man. So we're, yes. we're documenting, we're consistent, we've got good material and content. Quality. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a good product. Yes. And then, you know, so some people are watching this or they're hearing this. Our audio, phenomenal. Phenomenal. On point, for sure. Almost upsettingly phenomenal. And I'm only <laughs> saying that because we've heard other podcasts with like some super famous people in the business world that I that I like, and I hear their audio echoing in their mansion. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You, all that money you make, you can't get a setup in your basement or your main lobby. You can't, you can't put together some good audio so when I'm in my car, I can hear it clear. Mm -hmm. Video phenomenal mm -hmm. right so this is one layer of quality if you're going to have a visual product for a a produced podcast i feel like the audio has to be unparalleled yes so people can and that's hear fairly it, man. easy nowadays man five even just five even just five years ago dude mm -hmm. like getting good quality audio equipment super expensive super complicated to yep. understand big sound boards and shit the technology that they have now for podcasts is pretty ridiculous, Phenomenal. man. It's it's pretty plug and play. And guess what? Go to Google. Okay, yeah. Google podcast audio, you know, audio and video yep. kits. Yep. And yep. they'll show you great things to put together. 
Joe Rogan shows his entire setup. Jocko shows his entire setup. Mm -hmm. If you're re if you're being resourceful, you're going to find plenty of examples to go off of. Figure like find out what works in your budget. There's even things out there that'll say, "Hey, if you only have this much money, you need these things." Yes. Like don't yep. don't you know go cheap on this, yep. right? Like there's ways yep. of yep. doing it. This, now this is one level of quality materials, right? Like professionally mm -hmm. produced video. So if we're doing a walkthrough on a home or we're doing real estate, you know, um, content. Mm -hmm. When it comes to produced, right? Like it's it's droned. It's got great audio. We wear live mics so you can hear us no matter where we're at in the house. And it's quality. Yeah. Our podcast, quality. Whether you like what we say or not, maybe you're not listening anymore. I don't know. Fuck off. I get it. <laughs> right? Maybe we're not quality for you. However, the material, right? The superficial side, the audio, the visual, like the, the eye-catching drone stuff, mm -hmm. super quality. Because, man, like no matter what I put my stamp on, I, I want to know like, hey, man, no matter what that guy's been doing... He's always putting his best foot forward, and it's always quality. Now, there's another side to quality, and that's what comes out of your mouth mm -hmm. and understanding that levels of video or audio are subjective. So I remember watching like a – God, over there. Peanuts? <laughs> you guys pulling peanuts like out of his pocket. food in my pocket like Napoleon um, Dynamite. Gee, don't – Tater tots. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I was watching a Gary Vee video one time, and he was on an airplane, and it was kind of dark. You, you could see him, but it was dark. And he had just gotten done with like a week just trip. Mm -hmm. And um, he had a lot to say and he had he had like a lot. He want, You could tell he was super emotional, not mad, not angry, just passionate. You could tell he was super passionate about what he wanted to say to his audience. And it was on his mind. He wanted to get off his chest. So he pulled his phone out and he and he he recorded a video while he was in the, while he was in the plane. So then, you know, when you get to that, you're like, well, Will, what kind of quality is that? This is where I'm talking about subjectiveness as far as audio and visual, but quality of what comes out of your mouth and how much impact it has. Mm -hmm. So that video, man, it got me jazzed up. Like when I can see a guy care, like it almost made me more of a fan of his mm -hmm. because I saw him not producing something, you know, to a, to a certain level and just getting some intimate thoughts off his chest and the vulnerability and the honesty behind it. It was everything he wasn't saying that made me more of a fan. Mm -hmm. I, I love it, man. And it was behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So we also have to talk about, well, what's your, what's your quality when it's behind the scenes? Like how do you use Snapchat? How do you use Instagram stories? Like those are obviously for a certain reason. And when you're behind the scenes and you're, you're doing things, if you're on a job site, if you're getting ready to do a public speaking and you're behind stage, well, yeah, those are non-produced intimate cell phone selfie videos but people are expecting that they actually want that yeah when they're looking at you behind the scenes so whatever's produced and prepared for like a profession like this stuff i think needs to be top notch yeah. and then well it's and, not and, and a little rule yep. of thumb sorry that i like with that is like instagram stories or facebook stories for example like i like those those are really good intimate sides of the platform to where it doesn't have to be this finished product people actually go there so that they can see more of the raw stuff now if it goes on your facebook post if it goes on your instagram wall that's where i personally do like having that be a little more polished product because people go that's kind of like your storefront you know what i mean yep people go there and they're scrolling through and overall your page has a certain look and feel to it and that's where i do like having just kind of a set okay this is my storefront if people want to see behind the scenes behind the register in the warehouse sort of thing that's a good place for your stories right 100 percent, man and you know yeah like in our world when you see like realtors or lenders like put a couple of photos up of like a of an open house or a new listing and, and the photos are cut off oh god yeah like on the news feed yep 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 have you even like 
hey, you got to go to a collage platform and you got to put those together on your. You can't just upload four photos into Facebook no. because it's got to fit to a certain like to a certain parameter. Take five minutes and, and it's going to cut it off. Do so it right. you, yeah, you got to go to to platforms. Instagram has its own collage maker now. Like it's pretty simple if you're diving into it. But mm -hmm. yeah, when you when you put something through, you know, onto your wall, that's going to be on a news feed. You want to make sure it's prepared mm -hmm. so people can see the listing price and all the photos versus it being. That's just one little thing. But you're right, man. Like. You, you just want to show a great product. And then, so everything is just context, right? Like if I'm behind the scenes before I go do a public speaking, they're expecting to, to have the look and feel behind the scenes. Hence mm -hmm. why Snapchat was such a big deal. Yeah. People, because you had it. like, you know, what's his name? Um, DJ Khaled on his yeah. fucking jet ski <laughs> so funny. with his lost ass in the ocean. So funny. He's, he doesn't got lighting out there, right? But like you felt <laughs> yeah. like you were there. I think that was the whole intent behind Snapchat, yeah. especially with celebrities, man. It's like, here's what I'm seeing. All of you are out in the crowd. I'm Snapchatting my point of view like Joe Rogan does it a lot on his Instagram stories. Yeah, it's cool. Like he's showing the entire crowd and you can see how bright the lights are shining mm -hmm. on stage and you can barely even see the crowd. Like he's giving you his his point of reference, right? Which is cool. That's what we want. So again, the quality behind that is what you're getting from it. The impact of the video or the impact of what someone's saying. So like a Gary V saying what he had to say on that airplane. Super impactful. Seeing him be that passionate about what he does even though he's that exhausted. Made me a fan. And then the other one is just point of reference. Being able to see what Joe Rogan sees from a comedy stage yeah, of 2,000 or 10,000 people or yeah. being able to see like Pink walking on stage and there's 60,000 people in a stadium and she's flying around on her fucking cables. Like, that's cool. So the qual the quality behind that is, again, I get to see what she sees per se, right? So I think that's what's so intriguing about Snapchat and Instagram stories. So when we're talking about quality, it's subjective to what platform what are you are you doing a video walkthrough of a new listing okay mm -hmm. it's not your cell phone no nope. it's not instagram stories like it should be professionally done so people can get the best look and feel for that home possible i'm using real estate as an example because that's what we do and then if you're doing something behind the scenes like if you're at the house preparing that listing to be professionally videoed and photographed and, and photographed yeah that could be on your stories or snapchat and like you can kind of show what you're up mm -hmm. to to do that so again understanding different layers of platforms understanding your snapchats and your instagram stories in instagram and facebook and linkedin and just understand what those are used for how they integrate together like what's what's overlap what's not and then just understanding that the quality of work is subjective to what you're trying to portray sometimes what you're trying to portray might be the atmospherics pink walking on stage she doesn't have to say a word it's quality because i've never in my life walked on stage looking at 60,000 people, mm -hmm. okay? So it's already there just by being able to see that. Mm -hmm. um, other stuff is going to be like, if you're explaining how to drain your your sprinkler system mm -hmm. because it's wintertime and it's coming, yeah, there's some really good stuff there. It doesn't have to be entertaining like pink. It's just valuable because it's maybe informative. no one knows how to damn do it, right? and you just showed them. And you're like, oh, wow, I was going to do that this week, and I don't have to get on YouTube. I can watch Jim Bob's face like and they're watching it and you just created some value so again but should that be clear and concise and should you show them and could you put some editing on the screen to make it easier to understand could the screen pause while some of your graphics come up so they can stay on pace yeah big time mm -hmm. so i think in addition to to just saying quality you guys have to understand what is quality what are you going for on each platform like what's this mission mm -hmm. 
And then what rates? Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes stuff, professionally produced stuff. And then you have mm-hmm. like middle of the road. If you don't have enough money to to professionally produce a lot of different things, that's fine. But there are a shit ton of courses on YouTube of how to use your yeah. iPhone yeah. to create and edit some pretty awesome stuff. Dude, and just getting on Amazon and getting a $12 plug-in lapel mic, huge. Getting the $25 little like selfie stand with the light on it, huge. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up, man, is like always getting better and never settling for the status quo or the type of content that you used to do. Uh, And then in addition to that, looking at what other people are doing and always finding a way to differentiate yourself. So, for example, two years ago, open house walkthroughs worked really well. When I would do an open house, I would just do a walkthrough and kind of narrate the house and just some cool things about it. I got awesome engagement. (laughs) Then about, I mean, a year ago, everyone started doing it. And now on a Saturday or Sunday, you scroll through my Facebook feed anyway, and you just see open house, open house, open house. That's an indicator to me. All right, stop doing that, right? What else can I talk about? So then we talk about a feature of the house and then we do podcasts and it's like, so always getting better and always trying to level up. Right. Let me ask, what do you think? So back in the day, right? Veteran. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back in the day when you said those open house walkthroughs worked, what worked about them? Just people commenting, people engaging, people being interested, like commenting on the kitchen, commenting on the back, just a lot more engagement than I've got doing that even a year, year and a half ago. So on your Facebook as a whole. Okay. So Facebook live, like it was super new and people were just curious, like what their friends were out doing and they were commenting on it. And then Mm -hmm. at some point, because everyone's a realtor walking through an open house became super boring Yes, or just super people just weren't. You know, and I think as a whole, just Facebook class, sometimes you're, you're limited mm-hmm. a little bit, but yeah, man, I think you definitely have to evolve rule of thumb. Marketers ruin everything. Yes, they do. And when I mean marketers, if you're not watching, I'm doing like my quote here, marketers, mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm not saying licensed or professional marketers that like have a 3 million follower Instagram and like have made people millionaire marketers. I'm talking about everyone thinks they're a goddamn marketer. Okay. Yeah. Realtors, lenders. Well, everyone, and, dude, and just, everyone, because we all have social media pages, social media pages now. Yes. Everyone, including myself, thinks that we're a marketer. Yes, to a fault. We tend to like water things down, so you have to just find ways to be more innovative. And you know, like for for being a realtor, we talk about this. Like, hey guys, what are the chances of someone on your social media buying that house? Zero, Mm-mm. zero. Okay, so what? Do you, so why even do it anyway? Well, yeah, will why even do it anyway? You said we had to. You're right, but why? Because you're you're almost interviewing people that are on your page that are your friends and your family or people that just have mutual friends and they're friends with you on Facebook, but they've never met you. They're watching your quality of work. So if you're talking about school districts and different construction growth that's in the area and the school that's getting rebuilt or the, mm-hmm. the light rail that's coming in or something or, hey, the strip mall that's supposed to be here in three years. When you're talking about stuff like that and you're going over different parks and, hey, I, I tried out this restaurant, it, you know, it serves this kind of food I liked. Like you're showing how in depth you go with a listing. So even though people aren't going to buy that house per se, they might buy you one day and go, man, she's just super, he or she is just super detail oriented. And they take, they, you know, the quality of work that they produce. Wow. We like that. So you're interviewing your social media, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're in sales, like you're, you're, you know, you're interviewing for that next part because your product matters. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like we're helping a friend of ours, you know, right now. I've known him forever. I've known him with his son working out at 24 hour fitness, man. Mm-hmm. And then when I had a son, I reached out to him cause he's a great dad and I wanted to just learn more from him. Well, Hey man, we're helping to sell and buy. We're helping him sell and buy right now. There's a lot of money involved. 
You don't think he's been watching? Yeah. And now that you've met him and you mm -hmm. kind of see how detail oriented it is or some things he'll kind of like talk or remind us of, like, dude, he drops little hints of just him being him. You know, he's paying attention. Yeah, he is. You know, and yeah. like it matters that someone has watched our stuff or trusts us enough to do a good job. You go and do a good job. Mm -hmm. Don't lie to him. Don't don't throw some false hope and say how how much you're going to crush it and you're going to get so much more for that. Some bullshit that you can't control. However, go be professional advised to the best of your capability and just do a great job within the scope of what you're allowed to do right and and mm -hmm. and prove people right but that's where you have to understand like quality of work and just understand like who my audience is and why i'm doing this okay why are you doing an open house video why are you just walking through showing the house no one's gonna buy the house See, this is where realtors are freaking wrong no one on your social media excuse me for all of you people that live in the anomaly world there might be someone who sells a house and there someone saw it on Facebook. I get it. It's not impossible. The likelihood of you walking through an open house and showing every damn room, okay, from your point of view and someone buying that house super, super, super low compared to people watching your quality of work asking you to be their realtor. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. you have to understand like when you're doing an open house, when you're, when you're doing a video or you're doing a Colorado home buyer, whatever you're doing in your work, you got to understand like, okay, what's the product right now? Cause sometimes it's you, like if you and I are doing an open house or whatever, we're like, dude, you and I are the product, not mm -hmm. the house. It's true. If they're that curious about the house and I highlight just the kitchen, cause I don't want to be boring and walk through the entire house, but I, I highlight a kitchen. If they're that interested, they're going to reach out. Okay. Yeah. More importantly, where you're going to get more people reaching out is you're probably more likely to get customers that want you to be their realtor before someone buys that house on your Facebook you walkthrough. So again, you're showing the house when the house isn't the product. Mm -hmm. You're, in my opinion, at that moment, you're the product. How well you yeah. conduct yourself is what brews curiosity. And when you have no one working with you from your social media or friends and family, maybe they don't trust your work. Yeah. Maybe they don't trust your judgment. Maybe they don't think you're the most professional person. And if And if they think that, I don't know, but... Are you checking yourself? Are you making these incremental adjustments to come off professional and deserving of well, people's and business? That's, that's especially important with service-based industries, man. If, if, if you're in a service-based industry, your heating and air conditioning services aren't the product, right? Your fence building company is not the product. It's, it's you. It's, it's the person who's going to be doing the service that people are buying. So showing how well you prepare for an open house and set it up and market it is a great video. If you have that heating and air conditioning company showing how when you come into a house, you put on little shoe booties and stuff and like bring a treat <laughs> for the dog or something. Like that's the stuff that people are gonna be like, oh, hey, this guy's funny and he's considerate. Like they expect you to do a good job with the heating and air conditioning. You don't need to sell them on that shit, right? Mm -hmm. That's expected. It's, it's how you treat them and what the service is like and just the experience for the customer. And if you can portray that to them, you're going to win guys over your competition for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. And then for the naysayers out there that don't do open houses, cause you tell me open houses don't sell houses. We have personally sold houses from open houses. Yeah, happens. All, you hear it, all the you time, hear it from man. flat rate companies and then you hear it from people that don't want to do it. My rebuttal to people when they say, ah, open houses don't work. Okay. So a house has never been sold off of an open house because I've sold several off of an open house, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work. Oh, it does work, but it works so little that you don't do it. You're no, you're lazy. And here's yeah. the deal for everyone that's listening that has a realtor. Or they want to sell one day. Here's the truth. Let me throw some secret at you. Okay. I'm an alien <laughs> and I know the future. 
you don't know where your sales going to come from. You don't know if it's going to come from the MLS. You don't know if it's going to come from social media, social media paid campaigns, correct? Open houses, the neighbor calling their auntie because the house down the street's for sale, correct? Someone just randomly driving by. It's in like a local newspaper. It's in the it's in the fucking nail shop magazine for yep. Vietnamese Unlimited. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That's my point. You like you for someone to tell you they know where a sale is going to come from, they're a liar. Yeah. And here's my deal. What are people saying to you? And what are people saying to you? So when someone says, Oh no, I didn't I didn't say I didn't say that. I didn't say I know where a sale's coming from. I just said open houses don't work. No, that's what you're saying. You're crossing off an entire pillar of mm -hmm. activity. Mm -hmm. But you're not telling me that you don't know if something's going to come from there or not, but you're going to exit off. No, what you should be doing is you should be doing every single thing possible with the best of your ability, understanding I got no idea where my buyer's going to come from. Mm -hmm. So what I should be doing is preparing myself the best that I can with every single pillar possible within a budget that's affordable for you, affordable for your seller, affordable for both, whatever it is, I should be doing everything to the best of my ability, knowing that that gives me the best probability to sell this house. Mm -hmm. But you can't say, oh, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, and to tie that into to tie that into content, like, again, don't get caught in the trap of saying, ah, video doesn't work. Ah, blogs don't work. Ah, this doesn't work. Ah, this doesn't work. Do, like, what feels natural for you and, and, and do the best you can with what you have, right? So if you don't have the microphones or a podcast or anything like that, take out your damn phone, right? You could literally plug... Uh, $15 microphone into your cell phone record directly to there and get a quality podcast. You're not going to have the streaming video. You don't necessarily need that. So don't mark things off because you think that they don't work or they don't apply, right? Like make sure you're checking all the boxes that you can possibly check. Um, and then my last point here, um, unless you got another last point, we should oh, have a I few last points. Gamut. Is just having proper expectations as far as what creating content is like, right? Okay. And the expectation of just going into it and starting slow, doing the best you can with what you got, but then understanding that it's going to take years and years and years of consistent content before you see the scales really starting to tip in your favor. It takes a bit, and going into it with that sort of mindset prevents you from being depressed or you know being upset and quitting three months into it when you've been consistent and you just don't quite have the following that you thought you'd have. 100%. And, and again, it's okay to be new. It's okay to like... Just understand you got some growing and, you know, and there's just some things to conquer prior to maybe doing any content. Mm -hmm. And then as you do content, you're right. Like you have to be you consistent. Good at stuff, something first. Correct. Yeah. Like for me, I'm not going to have a blog, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I have written my ass off through college, through being a cop and writing police reports and just a ton of stuff, man. And being a police officer, you it would blow your mind how much you write. Mm -hmm. Blow your mind of just chronologically going through a crime you know, start to finish with as much as you can put in there from what you remember. And, and it's important, man, those are cases, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd be surprised you sit down for, you'd be in your car for hours typing up a report. Ugh. Hours. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Sex assault. Have a good day. Your day's done. You yeah. take a sex assault. There's so much investigation that goes into just what this person is saying to you when you arrive on scene to going through that stuff, to going through to like when you get, you know, you get that person to the hospital and, and how the evidence was collected I'm talking super detailed, bro. Yeah. Dude, one of be a great blog right there, man. It, yeah, it's yeah. a long, it's a yeah. valuable but boring one. Yeah. And like, for example, I wrote like a, I think it was a thousand words. One of my training officers had me do it. I hated it. Mm -hmm. But it was like, and it, he went extreme to prove a point. 
And I wasn't a bad trainee. I think he does it with all of them. On my days off, he's like, hey, while you're off, I need you to write me a thousand page report. And in my head, I'm thinking like, dude, I could shit a thousand words. Easy. He goes, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. He goes, basic enough, right? Like, you understand how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I go, yeah. He goes, okay. So, do that over the weekend. Wherever you're at, do that. Mm -hmm. Make one, eat one, but then I need you to write me a thousand words on that. <laughs> Bro. So, you're like, open the refrigerator. No. Like, where the... am I sitting? Like, no, no. Like, what time did I walk into my house? God. What time did I sit yeah. down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, trying to remember. Like, okay, where was I at when I decided to right, make one? Right, okay, right, I'm in my right, living right. room. Yeah. And then... Right. And then just what I observed in my yeah. living room while I was walking to the kitchen to where I grabbed the knife from what drawer with what hand. Yeah. 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 You know, like where, what, where was the knife to the far left, to yeah. the far right? Where are the knives at? Like, so you're like super detailed. And okay. again, yeah. it, it was like extreme. Yeah. It was way more detailed than probably it had to be, but it proves to, it proves a point in a thought process of like, look, Here's how detail oriented you could get with something. So when you're an officer and you arrive on scene or you're in, you know conducting an investigation, here's how well you can actually ask questions. Mm -hmm. And then it gave you perspective on like what questions aren't really needed. Okay. Like what questions are needed and then just how well you can actually build a case and how detailed you can get, because here's the deal. You don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. So you never know. And I'm sure if people are out there, they've watched like those real crime shows where like they depict real, real investigations. Yeah. And it was like something off the wall that tipped something that, that convicted. So you mm. never know what detail that you put into a report that helps you remember something. You never know what little detail is going to create mm -hmm. someone getting charged mm -hmm. or someone being freed. Right. Like you just never know. So you have to do the best you can with every little circumstance possible to do that right mm -hmm. so i wasn't even sure where i was going with so that no stuff. blog post for you <laughs> oh, fuck oh yeah blog blog post. Post. yeah so <laughs> fuck that i ain't right hey look you need a peanut butter and jelly i got one for uh, you i got it i got it saved well you know what's awesome bro is every youtube video we do and, and we're not there yet but eventually we will be when we add that layer dude there's again people where their job is to watch your content and then write a blog post about it for 25 bucks right um so again yes so kind of like where I was going with yeah, that yeah. was it's not because I don't believe in blogs. It's because that's not me. So when we talk about mm -hmm. creating con, like creating as in documenting slash create, like you're creating it because it's coming to life. Not that you need to make a movie trailer, but you're documenting and you're creating content. The reason why it's so important to kind of just stay with what your strengths are and what you enjoy is because it's hard to be consistent. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing things that naturally come to play, like for you and I, I think by episode 33 here, it's pretty clear I'm really good at running my mouth on what I think I know. Mm -hmm. And you're really good at backing me up mm -hmm. and following up with comments that are in your lane yeah, yeah. with what I'm speaking about. And you and I have a great back and forth. Mm -hmm. But we really enjoy bringing value. We really enjoy having conversations. We really enjoy meeting people and asking questions. And it allows us to excel at long-form content like we are. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't talk for an hour and a half, mm -mm. right? Especially for this many episodes. A lot yeah. of people can. Don't get me wrong. But I think it feeds into our strength. It does. So I think with you and I, with being consistent, whether it was a once a week video mm -hmm. that turned into a two a week video that turned into a, you know, a blog or a, excuse me, a podcast slash blog. We did a blog for a long time that just kind of shifted into a permanent podcast because it's on video. And I think feeling that momentum 
you know, is super important and just sticking to your strengths because it's hard enough. It's hard enough as it is to grow a business. So true. If you're trying to force yourself to do things you don't like or that you're not naturally good at, like, dude, if I just sit down and write a blog, it ain't happening. Mm -mm. It's just not. So again, stick to your strengths and what you're good at. And here's the other deal. I said what you're good at. If you don't know, try. Try. This is yeah. not the default where you go, oh, I'm not good at that. Have That's you tried? Point. No. Then you don't know. It's a great okay? point. Like I've written my ass off for years. If Eli asked me to write a blog, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> right? And then he's going to choke I'm me sure out with jujitsu. I'm sure you'd be good at it. I'm sure you'd be good at yeah, it. Yeah. And then you're going to choke me out with your jujitsu and embarrass like, no, me. No, no. And then Eli beats me up. Right? But <laughs> right. the bottom line is I've got perspective on it. And I know, man, I got this is not me. So. Yeah. If you're new to business and your entrepreneurship, or if you're new to like social media, like you've got a successful business, but you want to scale and do some social media or some YouTube or whatever it may be, whatever it is. Yes, I do think it's important to stick to your strengths and just understand that whoever also likes your strengths. So there are people, believe it or not, that still love to read, not watch you on camera. Yeah, dude, super popular, man. Super. Yeah. So and then there's a lot of people that love the audio portion, which is mm -hmm. why you and I do video stuff for YouTube and Facebook Live. But we also... Right, which is bigger, which is the biggest thing we have, which is iTunes, mm -hmm. and we're in Philippines and Germany and Australia. We've got downloads all over the place mm -hmm. because some people like to turn their screen off and just work out in the gym and listen to a podcast, or they like to be in their car and right. listen to it, and not necessarily have to watch the screen, mm -hmm. but they want to listen. So, in addition to keeping to your strengths, understand that your strengths can get cut up. Mm -hmm. So even though Eli and I are big on video, okay, we understood where the podcast platforms mm -hmm. were at, where they're listened to. So believe it or not, even though we love video, our strongest thing is just the audio portion, yeah. right? Like we are leaps and bounds ahead with Spotify and iTunes on, on just the audio clip instead of the audio and visual mm -hmm. together, right? Mm -hmm. So understand that your content can be split up yep. onto different platforms, maximize it the best that you can. But yes, I do think it's important to just stay true to yourself. Understand there's going to be fans, whatever you like, I promise you other people out there like it. You're going to reach them. And I think it resonates when, when yeah. you enjoy what you do. We were talking about this over yeah. the weekend. When you enjoy what you do and you're into it, I think it bleeds. Contagious. Yeah. And I think, mm -hmm. yeah, people trust it, man. So I think I think those are big things. Yeah. Um, let's see if I got anything else. I see this book I got for you guys. Let me see if I, if I got anything else for you guys today. Well, I'll kind of, as you're looking that up, I'll kind of summarize a little bit here, guys. So, so far, when it comes to creating content for your business or your brand, document, don't create. Be consistent, have good material and content, be informational, be entertaining, have impact, make sure whatever content you're putting out is quality, right? Yeah. Good audio, good visual at a minimum, excellent content, right? Always be getting better. Plan on doing this shit for a long time, guys. It takes forever. 100%. Nonstop. And I'm glad you said entertaining. Guys, understand. Being valuable is entertaining. Oh, yeah. Okay, like if I'm watching someone and maybe I wouldn't normally be their friend and they're boring, but whatever they're talking about is a great video on how to blow out my sprinklers. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining to me because it's like it's valuable and I'm listening and I'm engaged. I don't need him to be my best friend. I don't need him to say a joke yeah. on camera. If that's not him, cool. If you're watching me do the sprinkler video, I'm probably going to say a joke or I'm probably going to have some fun with it or, or throw something else in there because that, that's just me, <laughs> Dude, right? I, I would just you should literally make a video of you doing it for the first time ever. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you'd have blowing water in your face or something. That would be, that'd be hilarious. I would watch Eli, that. This is one of those moments where like I try to relate. <laughs> 
I've never made a mistake. Oh, okay? no. <laughs> I've never been wrong. Tom, I thought I was wrong, but I was actually bro, right. Bro, shut up. Go blow out those fucking sprinklers. <laughs> no, I'm going to film that. I'll favor someone. Um, but again, being yourself. So, and again, like that word you say, hey, be entertaining. Ah, fuck. I'm not funny. I'm not cool. Be I'm informational not... then. Right. So entertaining, like I would say just be valuable. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. we've also had videos where it was nothing specific, but we had a good time on video. Maybe someone just needed a good mm -hmm. laugh. Mm -hmm. That's also valuable. So in addition to be entertaining, I think the better phrase for that is be valuable. Yeah. Because information can be valuable. Entertainment can be valuable. hundred yeah. percent, man. And just yeah. give yourself a consistent window to just assess yeah. Um, as yeah. far as like where you're feeling a momentum and where you're feeling a shift. And we were talking about this today. I guess I'll kind of leave us with this, with an analogy. Mm -hmm. If you guys can, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you can close your eyes and kind of imagine, remember we were speaking today, I said, hey, man, remember those mazes at the circus mm -hmm. or like the carnival fairs where like you walk into a maze and it's all mirrors. The house of mirrors, yeah. The house of mirrors. So you're just looking at yourself and like you don't really know if it's a mirror or if you can go through because the reflection makes it look like it. Yeah. When you guys are in business, you know, like you're constantly looking at yourself, which is like all those mirrors, like looking at you and you, it's really hard to tell like which direction to go. You kind of have to feel for like, Hey, is that a mirror? Nope. Like, Hey, that's a shift. I got some space there. Mm -hmm. And then you got some space. Doesn't mean you can just haul ass and go running. You might run uh -huh. into a mirror, but Hey, I've got some space. There's, so how I would correlate that is when you're feeling for that mirror and there's, and, and there's nothing there, like, Hey, that's where there's some momentum going that direction. So if you're doing a podcast or if you're doing a Friday video, and you're getting some some reaction to it, or even more specifically, it, within your Friday videos, like you and I were doing them for a year, but we noticed every time we did a fitness video on how we stay fit within business, now that you're not living at the gym anymore and I'm not mm -hmm. at a fitness company, we have real jobs, yeah, how are yeah. we staying fit? By far, our number one videos, every single damn yeah. time, and they were your idea, so it pisses me off, right? <laughs> but But I would describe that as like, hey, that's not a mirror. Ooh, space. hey, there's space there. Yep. Okay, what do we do with that space? We created a networking group that we've had all year. We've got to meet new people and help them. So we constantly look at ourselves for judgment and are we doing something right? Are we not doing right? And you can be looking at yourself so much. It's like the house of mirrors where you don't even know what your next direction is. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to kind of put your feelers out and you're not going to see it. You're going to have mm -hmm. to feel where there's some momentum and hey, Start sliding in that direction as you continue to push forward. And as you go that direction, realize it might open up three or four different avenues. Yeah. But you've got to be, as much as you're documenting and being consistent with all this, you still have to be cognizant of the momentum that starts coming around you and what's working mm -hmm. and what's not working. And you still have to make, even though something's working, like you're still going to have other incremental decisions and directional changes to make as you grow in business. Whoever conquers those incremental changes and rides the momentum and makes the right choices in business, those are the guys that win. Versus you're blindly just putting content out and you're not really assessing what's going on mm -hmm. with it, right? Because, man, you might just be a couple clicks off here or there where you could be making some great sound decisions and you're fucking missing them. Mm -hmm. Big deal. So make sure you're still paying attention to those as you guys are super, super looking at yourself to create. It's good, bro. You're good, bro. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you too, good bro. Good podcast. Right on, man. We'll see you guys at the end of this week. Thanks for Everyone, listening. Everyone, uh, no, hold on a minute. Everyone's got to throw Eli. Hey, if you're yeah. still listening, throw Eli a shout out today for running the podcast solo on his own, <laughs> running these big old machines. Throw him a big shout out for, awesome. uh, for conquering that and doing a great job. Appreciate that, bro. You bet, man. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Later, guys.